Consumer Watch with Wendy Nola. Hello. Thursdays at 8.40. Hello, Wendy lady. <laughs> you jumping the gun there, Darren. Hello. <laughs> I did. So we're heading into December. It is notorious uh-huh. for motor, motor vehicle accidents. It's, 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 it's another one of our original pandemics in South Africa. People drive recklessly. They overtake on solid lines. We don't adhere to the rules of the road. We drink and drive. Throw in a little bit of rain and all proverbial things hit the fan. What are the experts saying about car accidents in South Africa? Well, one expert in particular, he's homegrown, based in Clues, um, forensic, renowned forensic accident investigator, Craig Proctor-Parker. Oh, yes. He recently released a report um, on his analysis of more than 650 accident scenes on South African roads between 2009 and 2016. Mm -hmm. And this is a really deep dive, right? And in a nutshell... The largest proportion of accidents were not caused, well, we all like to blame the minibus uh, taxis. So first of all, that's they weren't they weren't the biggest number, biggest category um, at, at fault or involved in these serious motor vehicle accidents. Yeah. Ordinary passenger cars, the things you and I drive, yep. and light delivery vehicles. If you can imagine how many uh, people sit in the back of those, mm. um, they make up the biggest proportion of major collisions. So, minibus taxis is down the list. Yeah. But um, what he discovered is, and this is the sobering thing. You know, we can talk about this. Bad condition of our roads. We mm. can talk about a lot of factors, but human factors um, were at the root of more than or almost 70% of those 650 accidents. Bad decisions. So yeah. that's things like overtaking over a blind rise or in a curve, taking that chance, you know, mm. like we can't be stuck behind this truck any longer. We've got to get out, whatever it takes. Yeah. Um, most Te- driver deaths involved. Yeah, we're getting to that. Yeah. Uh, my, my absolute pet hate. Most driver deaths involved head-on or partial head-on collisions of passenger cars or light delivery vehicles traveling in the opposite direction on freeways. Mm. Um, And get this, mostly in KZN, 23% of the analyzed accidents happen in KZN, followed by 15.7% in the Eastern Cape and 14.4% in the Gauteng. That really surprised me. Yeah, I thought Um, Gerbic would be... We have a lot of roads and it's a big province, but, you know, just the number of cars and everything, I would have said, you know, hot thing, but no, we have a port, which means a lot of slow trucks, which means a lot of people, restless people trying to get past. Maybe. And then he, Craig, um, plotted uh, three major, three stretches of, of uh, major hi- highways, freeways around the country mm. as accident hotspots. Just three. And the N3 between Moy River and Warden yeah. is one of those top three, okay. um, which won't surprise people if you listen to accident reports, yeah. I suppose, um, or, or read the news. Um, yeah, so just interesting. Really, I just found this data absolutely fascinating. So we've got more than almost 70% caused by human factors, then 24% by mechanical. Mm. And those are things like tire failure, brake failure, and steering failure. So we yeah. need to be um, maintaining our cars better, right? Mm. Um, just 3.4% road issues and 28 uh, classified as environmental. I suppose that would include something like an animal jumping out of the road and yeah. things like that. But um, yeah, so... You know, before we go on about the state of our roads, as I was saying, bear this statistic in mind. 3.4% serious crashes caused by road, more than 70% caused by irresponsible driving, reckless overtaking, speeding, falling asleep, or distraction, i.e. 
texting while you're driving. Yeah. You think you can do it, but your brain knows better. It can't actually do both things at the same time. So, a really fascinating set of... Uh, of numbers, yeah, uh, well, and statistics. Yeah. It's very interesting so because the, the, the ta- everyone would say the taxis is the most responsible. The, the, the unfortunate thing about taxis is when that's in an, uh, an accident, it involves 15 people immediately. So, it's the numbers of a taxi, not the, not the number of taxis itself. Of course, yes, because of all those passengers. Yeah. And when it comes to passenger deaths, obviously, the minibus taxis are at the top of the list. Um, but the whole point of this exercise is to come up with a set of, well, well to let the data point you to what needs to happen. Yes. Um, and so Craig Proctor Parker, he, he runs a company called Accident Specialist in Kloof. He suggests in brief, um, enforcement of seatbelt use, number one. Banning the transportation of passengers on the back of buckies. Mm. Strict enforcement of laws regarding seatbelt use. Um, fining drivers yeah. um, to ensure that all passengers all passengers wear seatbelts. Yeah. Um, that would be the primary factor in reducing the death rate. Um, compulsory rumble strips on, uh, strips on freeway edges. Those really help. Yeah. Um, but they need to be rolled out nationwide. Big expense, but that's... Yeah what works uh, reducing mechanical related crashes um, by having vehicle inspections uh, more vehicle inspections in fact he says it should be compulsory every three or five years the reinspection of vehicles by means of a road with the inspection test so not just when you buy the vehicle and all, we've all seen some of the cars on the road and have thought oh my goodness that's definitely not road yeah. ready um, and and of course responsible vehicle maintenance by drivers so I just yeah so those need to be fed into the the um, the mix when the people that look after road safety, yeah. and the people that come up with laws, um, you know, want yeah. to want to when they're looking for for answers, this report is, and he calls it, you know, one of the. Um, the most comprehensive analysis analyses analysis um, <laughs> that's currently available in South Africa. So, so yeah, thank I'll, you, Craig. Yeah. Also, just quickly before we, we, we have to move on, in your day today, it must tell you which sedan or four door is responsible for the most accidents. I have an image in my head. Uh, I know which car it is, but do, does the, is there data to support it? No, you just said white cars. But, I mean, that doesn't say much because most doesn't cars the on model. the road are white. <laughs> no, afraid not. No. No ammo for you there, right. Darren. Sorry. All right. Okay. Still to come with Wendy Nola. When your phone gets stolen or lost, or you just, you just don't have your phone anymore, who do you call? Consumer Watch with Wendy Nola. By the way, um, everything from uh, this week's Consumer Watch last week, uh, they're, they're all available on podcast uh, on ecr.co.za. If anyone you know of is going to be traveling long distance over December, please share it with them. As I said, uh, via podcast or via our website, ecr.co.za. Wendy Nola, here's the, here's the next thing i'm really I, I i want the answer to this question it's the year 2020 mm. for those of you who've been living under a rock and we live on our cell phones our social media is there our emails there our call databases there we do our banking from there everything everything about our lives uh, the our, our phones are no longer call people devices they are a digital re- uh, representation of our entity right so your phone gets stolen exactly. or lost what is the first thing you do well, I think the first thing most people think to do is they want to phone the cell phone uh, service provider. So they'll phone their Vodacom, their 
MTN, Celsi, whatever, and say, please block my phone, mm. right? Yeah. That, and right, that's what think. my latest case study, Cara Anderson, she's from four ways in Joburg, but she could likewise be from Durban North. It's, this is a national issue. Um, this happened in August. I heard about it this last week. Um, so her phone, uh, iPhone 10s for the, you wanted to know the car. At this time, I can tell you what <laughs> the cell phone was. Mm-hmm. Um, she's in Woolworths. She's in the, in the fresh produce session, section. She... Um, takes her eyes off her bag for one second and she put it in her trolley. I mean, terrible, terrible move, but like she was picking the tomatoes, the apples, and anyway, bag was there, but when she got home, no phone. She phones um, Vodacom and she says, well, she wants it blocked, blacklist or whatever. Some, they say, yes. The words on the recorded uh, conversation, Darren, are there's no access to your phone. Mm. Um, so she left it at that. She said to her partner, do you think I should phone my bank and and he said, no, your phone's dead. I mean, the, the thief might as well throw it away mm. because, you know, it's blocked. It's, she can't do anything. So she doesn't phone her bank. And the next day, though, she does phone her bank because she tried to draw money and couldn't. Mm. And I've actually heard the call recording. It is heartbreaking. She finds out that all her accounts have been cleared out. She's oh, with this one bank. I'm not naming the bank because it's in the middle of a ombudsman process and I, the media is not supposed to get involved. So I'll come yeah. back once the finding's been made but okay. uh, the bank for now she's left with 42 rand Darren they oh. took off you know she had a, 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 a overdraft a credit card so not only did they take what was there but they took all her available credit as well transferred it out in 10 transactions from like 5 o'clock in the evening till early the next morning and mm. by the time she phoned it was all done um so the question is, did I say it was 206,000 Rand? No, you didn't. 206,000 Rand. Wow. That's the big number. Yeah. So um, the banker said she won't be reimbursed because the criminals used her original handset, that uh, 10S, um, and in all probability access your passwords that you stored on your device. Mm. This is what the banks often say. And she was like, what? I don't store my passwords on my device. I don't do that. I wouldn't even know where to find them myself. Mm. Anyway. Um, Vodacom, on the other hand, claims that her SIM was put into another phone before the transfers were done. So then how could they have used the password stored on the stolen phone? It really doesn't make a lot of sense. Mm. So I'm, I'm going between these two entities and not getting much. Yeah. Um, but, you know, what I wanted to know from Vodacom is... What about that phone block? Did she use the wrong words? Should she have said block it so that no one can access my banking app? Should she have, what word should she have used? And why did no access this phone, nobody can access yeah. this phone? But how come they did access her phone? Because yeah. they could only do those 10 transactions with one time pins sent to her phone, which they had in their hands. Yeah. Anyway, Vodacom just said we're, we're in, co- in contact with the customer. We're confident we'll reach a resolution, whatever that means. It's important to clarify that internet banking fraud can't succeed unless the victim has compromised their banking account details. Yeah. Some people store them on their phone, et cetera, et cetera, or, you know, the phishing when you click on the mm. email. But not a word about the block, which I've gone back to them to say just last night. Really, what is this? I've asked you about the block specifically. Yeah. Why didn't it work? So until we get to the bottom of this case, I really wanted to get the warning out, Darren. If yeah. you have got a banking app on your phone, Especially if you're barely using it, delete it. Just delete it. Mm. If you really want to keep it on your phone, and I'm one of those people. I mean, I want to be able to delete it, but I can't. Mm. Um, Go into your bank account via your laptop or desktop computer and find out how you can de-link your bank app from your cell phone Mm. um, should your phone get stolen. So that's the first thing you do. Once you can get to your laptop or a desktop, 
go on there and de-link it. So even if they, you know, there's no banking app that's, that's um, it's not active on your phone. They can't get into it. Um, and FNB customers uh, do it and apps creates it. Um, my own bank, I'm, I'm not sure I'm working on it, but definitely explore that. Um, know exactly where to find it in a hurry. Mm. Have your bank's fraud division number saved somewhere other than your phone so that you can call them as soon as the criminals, as soon as you know your phone's missing and hopefully before the criminals figure out how to get into your banking app. Yeah. If I am sound dramatic, it's because this is a dramatic issue. Time is yeah. of the essence. You know, you need to know. Don't just phone your cell phone provider when your phone goes. You have to do these things or yeah. you could end up... Seriously, this is a financial, complete financial disaster for yeah. this woman. I mean, to go from 200,000 rand to 42 rand balance, that's, that destroys your life, you know? You know, I, I just listening to that call, she didn't. She wasn't hysterical. She just started to quietly yeah. sob, which was almost worse as she realized what had happened. I think and also a cautionary tale would be you see people walking around in public with their 10, 20, 30,000 rand device just in front of them while they're scrolling through, leave it on a table or whatever. I think just know that that's a lot more, that, that, that's your life there. Be a little bit more uh, mindful of where you're putting it in. And, and who you're flashing to. And, and also walking in public holding the phone. We, we, the beginning of the year, there was all those cases, same end result, bank app being hacked, but snatched for them while they're hailing an Uber in yeah. the, on the curb. Um, so don't, walking along the street holding your phone, it's just don't do it. Yeah. Just picture yourself holding your entire bank account yeah. to and, your yeah, ear. Exactly. Um, <laughs> You know, and that's you actually that, what yeah. you're doing in most cases. So, so yeah. And okay. Excellent cautionary tale. Two great stories there. Um, uh, which vehicles are most responsible for our fatalities? That are going to, you know, obviously the numbers are going to come up over December, um, and and how to amend your behaviour. Also, um, how to avoid uh, losing your phone and how to stop yourself from losing all of your life savings um, in Consumer Watch with Wendy Nola. Available on podcast on our website ecr.co.za. And if you want to get a hold of Wendy about any consumer issue, you can do so on her Facebook. Uh, go to Wendy Nola Consumer. Thank you, Wendy. Thanks, Darren. Darren, Kerry, and Sky, East Coast Radio.